In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Dawn Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, If you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. Benvenuto. Welcome. This is Don Catherine. This is the La Bella Vita show. Welcome. I'm very happy that you're here. I hope you poured yourself a, gla- a glass of wine and you are ready for another show with me tonight. So for those of you who may be listening to me on the podcast, thank you for downloading me. I like being downloaded. It's great. Uh, and if you are listening to me live, you actually can uh, download the podcast. You go to iTunes, put in La Bella Vita and look where the podcasts are and you can subscribe for free so that you can listen to every single show that I've ever done thus far and they are all amazing and my producer says that they're really really amazing so and that I I have to agree no but uh, no they're great you can go and do that so if you have not done so go to iTunes and download me so tonight's show is a little bit special we have no guests tonight uh it's the q and the a with don Catherine. and so tonight i'm going to be answering some of my letters uh, that i've gotten some from listeners and uh, we're going to be talking about travel we're going to be talking about beauty and uh, some food questions as well what my favorite things are to eat that are italian which is kind of funny i'm going to give you a couple recipes um beauty questions galore it's everybody has some beauty questions from my hair to just random questions so it's going to be a little bit different so it's going to be fun so what's going on this week uh it's been a very busy hectic week and uh as you know i adopted a dog a couple weeks ago bellini Briani. Um, she is a doll. I rescued her. She was at the local pound, and so I got to, to save her life, not once but twice, but uh, because it was a kill shelter that she was actually at, and also because, come to find out, when they spayed her, she had a really bad infection, and had she not had surgery or not got adopted when I adopted her, she would have died from the infection, so it was just, the timing was perfect, so I just am uh, so thrilled with her, and she is doing great, and and so there you have it. So she's doing really well. And I think that uh, if you are looking to get an animal, you definitely need to go down to a shelter and pick out an animal before you decide to go and pay for an animal. Um, and it actually helps 
the fact that there are a lot of people who use puppy mills to breed the dogs that you buy, and we all know that those are not so great. So, anyways, Bellini Cipriani is doing amazingly well. Love her to death, and uh, she is sitting here with me right now, right next to me. She's totally spoiled, and it's ridiculous. I have bought her more clothes than I bought for myself in the last couple of weeks. So if that tells you anything. And uh, <laughs> I uh, went to a really great store here in Orlando um, called Wolfgang Bakery, which is in the Dr. Phillips area. It's this great little store that has food and clothes and all sorts of things for your pet. So there's nothing that you can't get there. And I went and spoke with the lady who owns, uh, one of the owners, and uh, I was explaining to her that I really wanted to make sure that Bellini was on the best food possible. So she turned me on to a raw food diet. So she's, this little one is totally in a raw food, organic diet. And I think it's just hilarious that she's probably eating better than I am these days. So, um, so props to uh, my new favorite place because they have the cutest clothes there for her. Bought the cutest little sweatshirt for her the other day. It says... I love baby girl. She's just adorable. It's, she just looks so cute. Anyway, um, and actually, I found out, took her to the dog park for the first time, by the way, and uh, Little Miss Thing thinks she's Flojo. Honest to God. She can run so fast. It's amazing. She's five pounds, but the girl knows how to sprint. I mean, she just runs like you have no idea. It's kind of scary to me because I feel like, Oh my gosh, if she ever gets loose, I'm going to lose her because she can run so fast. But uh, she did really good in the dog park. She was a very well-behaved dog, so that was good. And um, a couple of, it's very clicky at this little dog park that I went to. And um, it was really funny because, you know, you have to clean up after your pet, obviously. And, uh, of course, me being me in this luxury lifestyle has the cutest little dog bags. Of course, they were pink that had little dog paws on them. And um, the lady said to me that was standing kind of near me, I'm um, saying, well, you know that they have them over there, don't you? You know, the ones that you could just get for free. I'm like, oh, um, mine are pink and they're kind of cute. So I really like them. And of course, she probably thought I was a total snob, but whatever. It looked cute, you know. So, anyway, so love my Bellini girl. She is awesome. Love, 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 love her. So, all right, what else is going on in the world? So much stuff's going on, but I, so much of it is bad these last week. Nothing really that great has happened. So, I'm not going to really talk about um, any of the bad stuff. Um, so, I guess what we'll do is go right into my Incantatos. What has me spellbound this week? My style icon this week. Fabulous. Rachel McAdams wore this beautiful silver, long-sleeved, long, um, embroidered silver Marquesa gown. It was uh, amazing. So beautiful. And uh, she wore it for the Sherlock Holmes, a game of Shadows premiere in L.A. Very excited about the Sherlock Holmes uh, movie, the second edition of it, because I love me some Robert Downey Jr. And... Um, I really loved the first one, so I think this one was going to be really good. So I'm looking forward to being able to see that movie. So anyway, she definitely looked amazing in her gown. And uh, oh, and she actually had a really hot pair of uh, Christian Labouton ankle boots on with that as well. And she just 
holds a whole oh gosh that's amazing so my faux pas seriously i can't wait till you see this picture i'm going to post it on the show web page uh my faux pas icon of the week um she gets the uh the scariest gown of the week award and that would go to this lady who i've never even heard of before her name is tiasia vesterbaca not so sure um and um she is the wife of the cmo of rovio and she wore an angry she wore a angry um bird's gown it was this red gown, and uh, it was hideous. And she wore it to this finish, some sort of finish um, palace event, and I thought it was just ridiculous. So, um, anyway, um, so she gets like a totally bad rap for that one. It was just god awful. So, if you haven't seen it, you will definitely see it on the fan page. Definitely go up there onto my show page and look for it because it is ridiculous. Um, all right, so those are my faux pas. That was my style icon. And uh, the wine pick of the week is a really great one. Um, Fazi Battaglia. It is Sancisto Radicchio Classico Reservo. And it is a great wine that comes out of the region of Tuscany. And um, it is just a amazing, amazing, amazing wine. And... Um, it's actually from Ancona, that area of the world in Italy. And basically it has hints of butter and vanilla and toasted nuts. It's a really great, great wine. And the best vintages that they have said for this particular wine are kind of old, but I'm sure you still can find them. The 98, 97, 95, and 93 vintages were superb vintages. And um, so... Check those. Check that one out, and let me know how you like it. And uh, the uh, the actual wine is made with a is one distinct grape, which is kind of different because most you know wines are blended with several different grapes varieties. So um, try that one out. I think you're gonna like it. Let me know what you think of it. And uh, all right. So what else do we get? Uh, as you know, my favorite charity is the San Damiano Foundation, and you can find them at the sandamianofoundation.org. It is the season of giving. We are upon the holidays, and if you're looking to give a really great gift, um, I would definitely recommend making a donation to the San Damiano Foundation in the name of the person that you would like to give a gift. I am a staunch supporter of this organization. It is a lovely charity that basically uses the power of film and social media to help promote the plight of the poor throughout the world and so basically what we do what they do is uh, film various charities and what their works are and they make a movie and give them all of these different cuts uh, there's a movie and uh, definitely little commercials so that they can use it for, for social media to 
to spread their message farther. So it is an amazing organization. They have helped many, many, many organizations, and uh, they continue to do so. And to be able to do that, they need donations from you because they are a nonprofit organization. So if you would like to, please go ahead, go to sandemianfoundation.org, make a contribution in the name of someone that you love or this person who has everything and uh, is has a charitable heart. And uh, it is a season of giving. So if you can give the gift of helping somebody else out and uh, helping the poor, it is definitely the time to do it. So go visit them. And so coming up on the next segments, we are going to be talking. It's Q&A time with Don Catherine on La Bella Vita Cosmetico. We're going to be talking about style. We're going to be talking about beauty. We're going to be talking about travel. So great questions that I have gotten over the past several months that I am answering for you all. So if you actually have a question, you can call into the show as well. And uh, we'll give you that number on, oh, actually I'll tell you it to you right now. It's 877-864-4869. And we will see you on the other side of the break. This is Don Catherine. Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Bésame, bésame Information is power, the power to change your life. So be here for education to excellence. Some of the most valuable information you may ever receive will be shared with you 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night with Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Beigling. You'll benefit from insightful shows featuring guests that are proven experts in their field. Little-known facts on how to improve your health by making one very simple change in your morning routine. If you're a high school graduate or working adult and a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate degree from an accredited college would change your life, you won't want to miss this. Education to Excellence. Shift your career into high gear without ever attending a traditional college class. Learn investment strategies from proven experts who have a track record of helping normal individuals build abnormal wealth. Check out their website, education2excellence.com. Then join us for the show, Education to Excellence, with your host, Bruce Beichman. Tuesday nights at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. 
Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Togenet.com. And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy and came to Venice and from thence to Florence, where I played before the Duke and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Togenet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita, all with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita, and here again is your host, Don Catherine. Welcome back. This is Don Catherine. This is the La Bella Vita show, and I am so glad that you're here tonight. It's a great show tonight because it's what? It's Q&A time with Don Catherine on La Bella Vita. So I have gotten lots of questions over the last few months uh, about different things, whether it comes to travel or beauty and food. So I just thought that I would take a show and answer some of my questions that have been given to me. So uh, this is going to be some really fun questions, and uh, I'm going to go through as many as I possibly can. And if you have any questions for me about any of those subjects, beauty, fashion, luxury travel, all the things that we talk about here on the show, you can reach me at the Vita show at gmail.com if you want to write in. And um, I do write back personally to every email. Um, you won't have to wait a few months to get your answer answered on the air. I will write you back. So go ahead and write in. So I have a question um, from, let's see, who is this from? Okay, I have a question from... Aaron and what Aaron wanted to know is um, what do Americans do that European thinks is very gauche um, and uh, when it comes to travel and I thought well this was a really great question because I am a very um, opinionated on this subject uh, because I really do feel that Americans kind of don't represent themselves very well sometimes. Don't hate me for that, but it is true. So I would my, my answer to that question is that the reason why most Europeans think that you, Americans are pretty gauche uh, is because, A, Americans definitely expect everything to be just like it is in America. They don't realize that they're in Europe and things are totally different and that... Uh, you know, not everything is going to be as easy and convenient as it is in the United States. So I think that's one of the things that irritates the uh, Europeans very much. Uh, definitely very impatient and, and sometimes downright rude because of, you know, they don't do things in the time that we do it here in America. We expect everything to be super quick and you know hurry up hurry up hurry up hurry up and we're over there they're very laid back everything is very slow and uh, so that kind of um when americans tend to be a little bit um impatient it definitely does kind of get them a little bit uh irritated i would have to think say that the most that i hear about from my european friends that makes them think that americans are very gauche is uh the dress of tourists uh definitely is sometimes is definitely a subject of um lots of conversation with europeans i have to tell you and it's just because 
a lot of the times, and I'm not saying everybody's like this, but a lot of the times I just depend on, I just think it just depends on how well-traveled you are. Uh, some Europe, some Americans tend to dress very sloppy and not very put together. And, you know, Joe, Tour, you know, Joe Tourist, you know, with the camera around the neck and the Hawaiian shirt and the jeans and the sneakers and, you know, it just screams that you're an American. And I will say that when you are traveling to Europe, uh, one of the things that will happen to you looking very Americanized is that uh, if people can try to take advantage of you knowing that you are American, they will do so. So if you could try to dress a little bit more um, incognito, so to speak, I think that will serve you very well. Um, they also think that we're a little bit loud and obnoxious and um, and uh, they tend to be a little bit more reserved. So I think when you're traveling over there, I think you should try not to um, be, I'm not saying don't have a good time, obviously, but I think you need to be aware of your surroundings. If if people are, you know, having a good time, but are a little bit quieter, then maybe that's kind of what the vibe of that place that you're at is like, and you should kind of respect that. If you're in a, a place where everybody's loud and being crazy, whatever, then go for it. But, you know, really take Take observance of your um, of your surroundings. Um, I think the hugest, one of the hugest, hugest, hugest uh, things that Europeans hate is that you expect everybody to speak English, and, uh, and don't even try to learn even just the co- you know the common phrases, uh, whether it be in Italian or in French, or what have you. You know, when you're traveling, especially you traveling abroad in Europe, you really should at least try to get the basics down. Hello, goodbye. You know how to, you know what to say in a taxi cab, how to order. I mean, there's not that much stuff that you really need to learn to at least show them that you are trying to uh, speak to them in their language. And usually, honestly, if you at least try to speak in their language, half the time they will just turn around and start talking, speaking you, to you in English. So anyway, so definitely by uh, embracing their language will go a long with, way for you as well. Uh, and I think that the other thing that they don't like about Americans or what, you know, what they think is pretty gosh is that we don't really appreciate how old everything is over there. As far as the architecture, I don't think that I think sometimes as Americans, again, we're in that rush mode. We want to get through everything and, you know, you just want to get on to the next thing and see everything you can, which is very, very important, obviously, when you're going to Europe. But uh, make sure that you'd sit back and you're able to enjoy everything because you really need to take in that experience. So I think those you know, that, those are the things that I would say that Europeans think is gauche or what they don't like about us. So, um, so thank you for that question. Uh, I would go on to the next one. Um, Susan wants to know what things are you not to miss when you go to Italy, which this is such a subjective question because everybody's going to give you a different list, but this is just my list. So I will tell you, um, I always tell people to, if you have just a week or, you know, 10 days, you know, stick to a couple of different cities and just do those ones. Um, try not to, again, do too much because then you're not going to be able to absorb the experience as well. So I would say start with Venice. Uh Venice is beautiful. You know, it's my favorite city. I say that all the time on this show. It's a magical place, and there's so many things to see, uh, from the Grand Canal to the Rialto Bridge to beautiful Piazza San Marco and the Doge Palace, and there's just some beautiful things there. Of course, there's Harry's Bar, which where you can buy and uh, and uh, have an 
fantastic meal there and partake in one of the classic Venetian cocktails, which is a Bellini, which I'm going to be giving you the recipe later, by the way. That just so happens to be the name of my cute little dog that's sitting on my lap, too. So, hello. Um, so, that's Venice in a nutshell. Rome is amazing. There, You could spend months there and not see everything, but if you had to just pick several things to see, obviously, you have to go to the Vatican, the most amazing building on the planet. So beautiful. It's just breathtaking. You have to see that. The Colosseum for it's just one of those things you have to see. It's amazing. And the Spanish Steps and the Trevi Fountain, which are, you know, the Trevi Fountain and the uh, Spanish Steps are very close together. You can actually walk from one to the other. And you can do so by going way of the Via Condotti, which is the beautiful street where every evening you can see the Passeggiata, which is when all of the Romans come out and they go for their nightly stroll and they go down to the Via Condotti and they go by all the beautiful stores and boutiques that are there and make their way to the Spanish Steps and they sit on the steps and socialize and just have a great time and so that's beautiful so definitely don't miss those ones in Rome and in Florence of course Florence is just beautiful you know obviously you're going to go into the beautiful that just is such a presence in the city of Florence. And of course, for me, it's just the Mecca of, of art. And you have the beautiful Academia Gallery. And of course, that is where the statue of David by Michelangelo, my favorite artist, is housed. And of course, there's the beautiful Uffizi Museum, which actually has some of the most influential painters and uh, sculptures work inside and uh, where you're going to be able to see uh, not only Michelangelo, Caravaggio, Botticelli, these beautiful, wonderful artists who have just left these beautiful works of art. so definitely go see those things in Florence. So those would be the things that I would say not to miss there. Uh, so Florence, Rome, Venice, three places that definitely highly recommend to see a great little bit of, you know, great overview. Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Fertility. It's an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on Toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Attention parents and teachers. 
Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less, and a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, with your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich, Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine. This is Live Bella Vita's show. We are back with our Q&A with Don Catherine. And before we went to break, I was telling you about a question that I got from Leslie who was asking me about travel packing, which is actually a really funny question for me to answer because I have been traveling for my entire life and I'm still a horrible, horrible packer as far as packing light. But I am getting better. I really am because I will just tell you this really funny story because it kind of just relates to me being in Italy. Uh, (laughs) I um, went to Venice and uh, I was going to Italy for about 14 or 16 days. So I had this really huge, you know, luggage because I was gone for 14 or 16 days and I was with somebody who would refuse to take a private water taxi to where we were staying, and in doing so, I had to walk over the Rialto Bridge with this big-ass suitcase that probably weighed about 70 pounds, and if you could just see the look of the Venetians and the Italians as I was taking my said 70-pound bag up the Rialto Bridge and down the Rialto Bridge, which is about like 60-something steps, it was pretty hilarious. And if you didn't think that I was swearing in Italian, uh, you don't know me so well. So packing has not been my strong suit, but I think that that one, honest to God, um, has changed my my packing habits. So I am getting better. So I will say um, we talked a little bit earlier when uh, about the question about uh, the kind of style that you have to, uh, you know, about packing and, and about what you need to wear. And I honest will I honestly will have to say that when I travel, I really do try to be incognito. I try not to look like a tourist. I think that when you don't look like a tourist, you get much better service. <laughs> and uh, so by doing so, I pack very systematically. I try to stay within one color scheme, and if you know me, that color would be black. 
because uh, I have blonde hair and it looks better with my hair, just FYI. Um, so usually what I do is I pack with a, a really nice pair of dress pants, a skirt, a black dress, several tops to change, and um, always wear a nice, comfy outfit on the plane, not too casual like you just rolled out of bed, but a really nice kind of outfit that's going to be comfortable to wear um, on the plane for the travel. It's a long flight, um, but if you do so, and usually I wear the most sensible dress shoes that I can possibly wear without killing my feet. Uh, if that is a concern for you, then you, you can try to wear some, uh, you know, if you have to go the sneaker route, they have some really great, cool European-style sneakers that are very trendy but still look um, somewhat polished and um, stylish, so I would suggest using that. And obviously, if you're going to be there for a very long amount of time, you still don't need to pack all that much because you will be able to do laundry. So um, I am learning that. Um, so if you kind of just keep everything within the same color scheme or within those like a very kind of classic uh, black or navy blue and tops that are into match with that, I think you'll be all set. And definitely uh, make sure that you have things that are for the weather appropriate. So make sure that you have either a heavy coat or ring gear. Make sure that you always pack a portable travel umbrella, and um, that will make your experience that much better. So those are my best tips for you um, uh, as far as packing. And uh, if you're a luxury, high-luxury-style traveler, um, which I've done in the past, um, where basically I really didn't go with much and I just bought as I went, which is always a really great way is to buy your way through Italy and buy your clothes as you're going. It's a beautiful experience, and I definitely um, think that everybody should do it once in their lifetime. So, um, And definitely to keep in mind, especially when traveling in Italy and actually when you're in some of the other European countries and you're going to visit some of the uh, cathedrals and basilicas is that you do have to make sure that you do not have bare shoulders. So definitely make sure that um, if you do go visit during the summertime to make sure that you bring some sort of pashmina or wrap or shrug to cover your shoulders so that you're able to go um, into the uh, church that you want to because people literally, you should see some of the creative ways that I have seen people um, cover themselves up to be able to get into the Vatican when they have been told that they cannot go in looking the way that they look. So keep that in mind. That's a great question. Um, I Again, I don't think that I'm particularly the best person because I will be the first to admit that I definitely overpack and uh so I apologize for that. But those are my best suggestions for you, and I think that you will definitely uh, get some good um, use out of some of that information. So Susan wrote me and said that she was planning a trip to um, Italy, and she wanted to know what my favorite hotels were in Italy. And, you know, I, I have lots of them, and it's a, a difficult question because, you know, you can stay in a luxury hotel or an agriturismo or a B&B or a villa, and I definitely recommend trying all of those different options. 
there is a great site if you're looking into villas. If you go to www.parkasvilla.com, they have villas all over Italy and for all group sizes, anywhere I believe it's from a villa for two all the way to like 30 people. And it's amazing the properties that they have. So check that out if you're looking into villas. Uh, so Venice, of course, my favorite hotel in, in, in Venice is the Hotel Cipriani, um, and uh, it's right across from Piazza San Marco, across the Grand Canal. has amazing views, obviously, of the piazza from the hotel. Beautiful restaurant called the Fortuny Restaurant. It has Lagoon View Dining. Highly recommend it. You can find out more information about that at hotelcipriani.com. Um, then my other favorite kind of boutique little hotel in Venezia would have to be the Antica Lucanda Sturion, which is actually has one of the most magnificent magnificent views of the Rialto Bridge you ever did see. They have these two rooms that are canal side, and you have to request them. But just these beautiful palazzo, beautiful rooms with terrazzo floors and beautiful Venetian shutter windows and you can literally just sit on the ledge of the window and look at the at the Rialto Bridge and see the beautiful Grand Canal below and it's a beautiful place so definitely check that out it is a little bit on the high end but I, you have to spend money in Italy to me you need to spend money in Venice and get a magnificent view so either the Hotel Cipriani or the Locanda Sturion are my picks to go um, and the web address for that is locandasturion.com. And um, also, you know, keep in mind to look at um, look into getting an apartment if you're planning on staying at one particular place for any amount of time. Uh, you know, if you're going to use something as your base, such as Rome or Venice, because you're going to do that area, um, definitely look into doing that. Because sometimes it is more economical, and you can you can cook if you want to, and really become a local. I definitely think that is great. So. That is my uh, suggestions for Venice, and uh, I definitely think in Rome, if you are looking for an amazing, amazing five-star hotel, the Hotel Splendida Royale is beautiful. It's in the Via Veneto area. It overlooks the Vatican and the Borghese Gardens. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, it's right down the street from the Via Condotti, which I talked about a little bit earlier, where you can go down and see all of the beautiful uh, boutiques. And uh, it's right next to the Piazza di Spagna, which is the Spanish Steps. They have an amazing restaurant there called the Mirabelle Restaurant. It's on the seventh floor of the property, and it has an amazing panoramic view of the city of Rome. And uh, it's one of the most beautiful gourmet terraces uh, that you'll ever find. And uh, you can find more information about that hotel at splendidroyale.com. And just to throw it out there, none of these properties have paid me for these for these uh, endorsements. These are places that I have actually stayed at and really like to go. So just wanted to let you know that these are totally unbiased reviews. Uh, there's a great little B&B, too, that you can go to. It's a luxury B&B in Rome called the Conda 
Del Sole. It's uh, a beautiful property. Check that out. And it's just, uh, you can be found at www.bblacandadelsole.com. And uh, there is another place called Great Views, a view of Rome. Um, and that is, um, it's very standard accommodations. Um, so it's a little bit less in the price point. So it's not luxury, but it's just kind of a standard room. But it has amazing views. So that might be um something that you want to look into. And if you're going to look for a restaurant in Rome, I definitely think that everybody needs to go to the Alfredo's restaurant, which is where the original recipe for Alfredo came from. So you should check that out. And uh, Florence is another city, and uh, the Hotel Regency is a beautiful property. It's a form of private residence that uh, has been converted into a hotel, and it's a great location and definitely uh, high-end luxury if you're looking for a very luxurious accommodations, uh, grand furnishings in each room. is just brilliant. Um, And you can find information at uh, lhw.com backslash Regency SLO. Check them out. And... um, they also have a lovely little B&B called Villa NT, and I will be telling you a little bit more about that one. Um, it's got beautiful furnishings there as well, gorgeous rooms, painting, tapestries, just very uh, regal and uh, close to everything, and it's off the beat and path, and that is uh, a place where you will be able to enjoy all of what Florence has to offer at a little bit more of an affordable price, but still luxurious, and that's villaantea.com. And I'll have all of this information up on our on our webpage for the show, so you'll be able to look at that. And um, when we come back, I'm going to tell it to you about this amazing restaurant that's in Florence that's not to be missed, and uh, we'll be taking uh, some questions about beauty. So when we get back, we'll just be wrapping up with all of these beautiful travel questions. And then on to beauty. This is Don Catherine. This is La Bella Vita Show. And we'll be coming back on the other side of the break. We'll see you then. La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Bésame, bésame business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. 
Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's paying it forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. LinkedIn. It's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. With the LinkedIn Lady Show, Wednesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. The LinkedIn Lady will have interviews each week with a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us, won't you? Every Wednesday afternoon at 5, 4 Central. It's the LinkedIn Lady Show with host Carol McManus on Toginet.com. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine. This is the Little Bella Vita show, and it's Q&A with Don Catherine tonight. And we are talking about travel and beauty and food, and here it is. We are at the final segment, and I don't think we're going to get to answer a lot of the questions that I had written down, but... You know, we might do this again another time, sometime soon, so I can finish answering some of these questions that I think are really good questions. So before we went to break, I was telling you about uh, some great places to stay in Venice, Florence, and Rome, and uh, I was last telling you about uh, Florence, and I just want to tell you about this great place that I went to. It's amazing. Uh, It's called Omera, and um, it is this just unbelievable place where you can have a really Florentine experience and definitely it's not very touristy, which is always good when you're picking out a restaurant uh, in Italy to go to. Definitely try to go off the beaten path and find where the locals go. And this is one place that I had asked uh, for recommendations and a, a Florentine had recommended this place to me. And it was just amazing. It's kind of a little bit, it's about 15 minutes away from the city and up on a hill and you get to kind of look down and see the beautiful Tuscan uh, countryside and a view of Florence. So it's very, very pretty. Uh, so you walk in and honestly, you see this beautiful like little deli that has like Parma hands hanging down and just a whole bunch of stuff. They have great things that you could buy, cheeses and breads and wonderful stuff. And I highly recommend the uh, Bistecca alla Fiatina, which is they're famous for doing steaks on an oak grill and uh, charcoal fire. Some places do it a little bit differently. But uh, it's made from a special kind of cow and the steak is amazing. So if you are a steak lover, you definitely need to uh, 
uh, try uh, Bistecca because it's the best you'll ever have. And uh, the menu there changes uh, during the seasons because whatever is local and fresh is what they use. Obviously, steak is done throughout the year, but uh, a lot of the other accompaniments do change throughout um, these seasons. They have a wine cellar there with with over about 300 selections. And... um, they actually have a gastronomy shop where you can uh, pick out some great cheeses and olive oils and uh, Parma hams and chocolates and jams and all sorts of different stuff there. So beautiful, beautiful place uh, to buy some stuff for your hotel room and when you go back to snack on. But uh, definitely a great little place to to, uh, to have a true Florentine dinner at. So I would Definitely recommend it. They've had a lot of celebrities, one being the amazing Marcello Mastrioni has dined there, which I think is so impressive. Um, and the proprietors are Rosanna Saldani and Robert Viviani, and uh, they do a great a great uh, service to all of those who are looking for a definite great Florentine dinner because their place is amazing. So, again, all that information up on the webpage. Go look for it. So we're going to end the show. We only have a few minutes left, but I'm going to take some beauty questions, and I have some great ones. So I'm going to kind of look through some of them and uh, try to go through them really fast and get as many questions as I possibly can done. Um, Michelle asks, how can you minimize your pores? And my answer to that is it's hereditary. There's not much you can do about it. However, um, you need to make sure that you have a good skincare routine because if you don't, um, it can uh, make your pores look larger because it's not cleaned properly. And use purifying mask. The purifying mask will actually kind of uh, make the pores appear smaller. So that's always good. So if you have large pores, there's not too much you can do about it. Um, there are definitely treatments that you can use, but just as a home remedy, um, I would definitely just say use a purifying mask. It will help. And we have another question from Katie. She wants to know how you can avoid a makeup mishap when you're crying. How can I make sure that my eye makeup doesn't go everywhere? Uh, I would say definitely use waterproof mascara if you are going to be in a situation where you know that you might be crying. Uh, Liquid eyeliner definitely will run. And make sure that when you do cry that you pat, don't rub. You know, most people when they are crying, they rub their eyes and it's a big old mess. Pat. If you pat your eyes and you pat your, your cheeks, you will not ruin your makeup. Great tip right there. Um... Let's see. What kind of lipstick will my te- will make my teeth look whiter? Asks Robin, and that is a great question. The darker the color, the whiter your teeth are going to look. Stay away from nudes and uh, especially nudes that are on the creamier tone. And uh, certain, you know, glosses can make uh, your your teeth look um, yellow. So definitely the darker is the better when it comes to making your teeth look whiter. And actually there was another question that I did have about um, what did I think about teeth whiteners, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, I think teeth whiteners are great. If you have a good dentist, definitely get them done professionally. If you don't have the money to do so, then definitely go ahead and look at some of the teeth, you know, the um, the strips, they work great. Um, but I do have a great little tip that... Um, I have been telling people for years 
to in order not to pay 40 50 bucks for the strips uh the cheap alternative is baking soda and peroxide um basically you're going to take baking soda use some hydrogen peroxide make it into a paste and brush your teeth with it and if you do that every every night it will your your teeth will definitely start getting whiter. It's great for your teeth anyway. Um, it's good for your gums, and you can actually gargle with hydrogen peroxide, which sounds kind of crazy, but it actually will um, help, uh, you know, kill germs. And if you have any kind of nasty stuff on your um, tongue, whatever it is, it's a peroxide is the cure-all for everything in my book. So it definitely is a good thing. So baking soda and peroxide, make it into a paste, use it, and your teeth will get whiter. Gargle with it. It helps to keep you nice and um, healthy. So there you go. Um, so we had Aaron ask, uh, women in the 35 to 45 age range, what skincare um, should they be thinking about? Well, that's a funny question. I do own a skincare company, and uh, so my answer, whether or not I did own a skincare company or not, is to make sure that you start start using a good skincare um, routine. Uh, so whatever product it is that you like, hopefully it's Filavino, which was mine, but if it's not, whatever one you use, make sure you start using it and using it at a young age. Young girls need to start taking care of their skin as soon as possible. And especially in that 35 to 45 demographic, if you were somebody who did not get in the habit of having good skin care habits, uh, it's that point where you look in the mirror and say, holy God, what have I done? I, and you start seeing all those little the signs of aging. You know, the crow's feet are getting, lines are getting a little bit deeper, and you have more expression lines than you ever thought that you had. So um, my... My thing for you in that demographic, 35 to 45, is really start using some of the anti-treatment, anti-aging treatments um, offered by skincare companies. Definitely that will help. Uh, you know, obviously diet is very important as well. You know, not a lot of drinking and definitely no smoking. And, um, you know, when you're 20 in that uh 20 to 30 is you kind of at that place where you just kind of have to do preventative. Once you past that mark is when you need to go into full-fledged, you know, anti-aging. And uh, when you get past that, like, 40 to 45 mark is when you really need to do everything possible to keep the brakes on aging. And that is definitely with intensive therapy, like serums are awesome, and uh, you definitely need to use those. Um, And my biggest advice to everybody is exfoliate, exfoliate, exfoliate. Your skin is not going to look radiant if you do not exfoliate all the time. So um, you need to do that at least three times a week, and uh, exfoliation will make your skin look brighter and more polished. Your makeup will go on better. Your skincare will actually absorb better, and you'll get more benefits from your skincare if you're exfoliating and getting rid of all of the um, extra skin and um, stuff, the bad stuff that's on your skin, such as uh, dirt and residues and all that stuff. So definitely get do that. Um, let's see. We only have a couple minutes left, so I'm going to try to see if I have one that's uh, a... Um, a short answered one. What is my opinion on bangs? This is like a really funny question to me because 
I have an issue with bangs. Uh, you know, I've been doing hair for years, and if you asked any of my clients, they all say I fight with them about bangs. Uh, I definitely hate straight across bangs. I don't care who you are. I think it looks like hell, but that's just my opinion. And uh, I, I think that um, if you are not six years old, you should not be wearing straight across bangs, and they should not be, like, really, really short. So there you go. Probably not the question that people wanted to have. Uh, let's see. Is it true that the hands show the first signs of aging? Uh, it, I, I would say that uh, it definitely does start to show aging, but I think that it's the best indicator of true age because if you you can do whatever you want to face, have Botox, plastic surgery, whatever, so they can pull your face back, they can pull your neck back, but uh, the death decolletate, which is your chest area and your hands. There's not much you can do about that plastic surgery-wise. So that is definitely a true way to look at the aging of someone's skin. Um, So we are almost out of time. So I am going to have to take some of these questions on another show. And um, we have some great shows coming up. The next few weeks, we have some great uh, Christmas shows coming up we're going to talk about some Italian Christmas traditions. We're also going to talk about some shopping because we all know that we love to shop. And uh, so those are all coming up. And uh, so this has been fun. It's, uh, it went by really, really quick. And uh, I will put all this information that I talked about up on the page. So this is Little Bell of the Youth Show. This is Dawn Catherine. We will see you the next time. And I'd like to thank my producer, Anna. Have a great night. Thank you for being a part of Lou.